All right, here we are with another episode of Musings with Matt and Friends, and I have one of my friends, co-workers, fellow coach, teacher, um, beer, beer seller, um, <laughs> um, and other things I probably don't even know about. Zach Thomas here with me. What's up, Zach? What's up, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, thank you for coming on, man. I feel like there's a variety of things that we could talk about and have uh, good conversations about. That's just my inclination. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm not a, uh, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. So yeah, I hear that. I hear. But I, I, uh, I have some. Uh, I, I have personally listened to a few of your episodes. Yeah. So I have questions. Perfect. That direct to you too. So perfect. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right. So when I bring somebody new on, usually I just start with like you know kind of their story and uh you know what they do and why they do it and you know why they uh you know and you're a you're a gym teacher and a coach and you know how did you get into being a gym teacher and a coach what one what made you want to do that uh well the pe teacher side came in i was taking community college classes yeah and i had two friends that went to plymouth one was a PE teacher, the other was a gen ed teacher. Yeah. Um, I went up to Plymouth one weekend yeah. just to kind of hang out. I'd never been uh, to really any four-year school. So uh, I went up, hung out, kind of got to see what it was all about. You know, kind of was like, I'm ready to kind of move along from Claremont and see something different. So, uh, and I was doing semi-decent community college, so I just, yeah. you know, applied to Plymouth and UNH, got rejected from UNH, so uh, stars kind of aligned to go to Plymouth. Yeah. So that's how the the teaching thing kind of came in. I just was like, well, you know, teaching sounds fun, and, yeah. and, you know, I've played sports my whole life, so just kind of meshed and yeah. I love what I do, so yeah, yeah, yeah. that worked out on that end. Perfect. And, you know, it's not, it's something that is definitely has its moments, but it's definitely, like, like for me, because I, like, went from a factory job to working in education. So it was, like, certainly, like, that work is really hard, but it's not very fulfilling, man. Like, it's just it's just not a fulfilling. It's good jobs. You know, you get paid good wages. It's nothing wrong with it. But teaching does definitely give you the fulfilling aspect more, for me anyway. And that's not for everybody, but that's in comparison, you know, that's kind of how I feel about about it. And, um... So you're a co- you're a coach, football coach, and I know you love football. Football is like your favorite thing, because I, I I've coached, yeah. I've I love football too. It's one of the things that I love too. I love several things, but I love I love football. And um, football for me is special because this is why I love it the most. I think I think in other sports you can um, have like a couple players or one or two players like really dominate the game. You know, like in baseball, you can have a really good pitcher that can shut everybody down. And in uh, basketball, you could have a, like the big threes that they that we've seen form in the NBA and stuff like that. But in, in football, um, everybody has to work together. And it doesn't matter if you're a really good running back, if your line's not working with, with everybody. I think it's the ultimate team sport. You know, everybody has to know what they're doing. And every, that's why I love it the most. Yeah, I mean... 
a big difference right I know I do yeah yeah um, so I, I like to think that I do just to, you know help help kids out like myself to just kind of give them not necessarily an identity or like a purpose but like just to kind of make them feel like they can do stuff when like especially if school isn't really their thing mm-hmm. like you can kind of incorporate something into school mm-hmm. um so that's what i do man I, I love seeing kids you know flourish and then if mm-hmm. they, they struggle like freshman year they come in they're made small or they're not so talented and then obviously everything takes its course right they, mm-hmm. they hit the gym and then there's conditioning and they get a year of experience and mm-hmm. sophomore year they get a little bit better junior year senior year and then i love watching those seniors go on to you know play in shrine or east west or, mm-hmm. i mean i i personally haven't had any of my kids go on to play at the next level but i know of kids that have gone through the program to play at the next level of course which to me to me is like one of the biggest wins mm-hmm. um, and it bothers me a little bit when people kind of dog division three college football because so when i was at plymouth mm-hmm. one of my roommates one of our coaches josh yeah it's still coach football it's still college football it's still f- football like it's still you listen so when i tell you that this man was up at six was at morning lift and then went to classes all day Mm-hmm. And then we went to full paddle practice, and then went to water workouts and pool workouts, and then came home to watch maybe 15, 20 minutes of TV, and it was normally football. Mm-hmm. 
whether it was college or NFL, and just to go to sleep and wake up and do it all over again. And this man carried a 4.0 through his entire oh, yeah. college career. Josh Juford is, I know he's one of your best friends, but I've just come to know him, been lucky enough to honestly coach with him. And like, he's, to be honest with you, like, I've learned more about football just watching Josh. You know, like, I've learned so much. Like, I can't even just. Enigma, man. Just sitting down there and just. And when watching, I learned from that and, guy. And, and it's crazy. I don't know of any other person if you were to sit them down in a room and tell them to break down a film from start. There, there are a few. I probably count on one. Yeah. Right? I've definitely learned a lot from Paul, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always said this, and I'll say this to the day I die. There are very few people in this world that I would, like, ride in to hell blindfolded with and not ask questions. Paul and Josh are on that list. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, it's weird. They're, they're enigmas. But these are, like, the people that I talk about that are enigmas that are just, they breathe it. Yeah. This is football is Josh's life. I know. Like, I, I say that, I, I don't want to say it. So his family is his number one. Sure. Right? Football is like, everybody has a thing. Football is his thing. He talks football, he breathes football, he lives football. Definitely does. This is what Josh before does. Outside of... Definitely family. does. He's also an educator and he loves that side too. But man, I'm, I just... I'll go over, I mean, we haven't watched a football game together in a while just because of everything going on, but um, yeah. you sit down and you just listen to him call out plays before it happens. It's right. Crazy. It's crazy. And it's the same with Coach Bowman. I mean, Definitely. Coach Paul was my, yeah. he was my peewee football coach. So right. Coach Paul was my coach. Right. All the way through peewees. I had one year with Keith before it as the eighth grader, and then all the way up through high school, Coach mm-hmm. Paul has been my coach. And to be able to watch him for that long put, a lot of people don't know how much time that man puts in. That man works. I mean, you. Oh, I know. Obviously, but I know. It's, he it's doesn't do spectacular. Dude. Eleven. I I watch a lot of, but I don't watch as much film as he does. I can't. Eleven. He watches every play eleven times of every game. Like that is is, and I think one of the biggest things when I started so. When I played in high school, first off, when I was in high school, I had a different experience. I wasn't I wasn't good per se. I was a weird kid. So, um, but you figure shit. <laughs> you you figure you figure shit out and you grow. Um, but when I started coaching, um, I start when I I started with McElravey at the middle school. I got lucky and he needed a coach in 2013, and I didn't go right away to school. I was just kind of working and hanging out, you know, and. Um, the complexity of football like it was when i first started when i first started in 20 like 13 14 it was overwhelming because there's just there's so much that goes into that game like it's a lot of physical it's a lot of physicality and it's a lot of guts too but it's also a lot of preparation and it's a lot of remembering everything and it's a lot of you know adjustments endless amount of adjustments on the fly like it's, it's just a lot to it um, there's a reason why NFL coaches have the amount of coaches they do because they need all those coaches. Um, um, it, 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 the, I don't know how to say this, but I, it, 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 I think that I put a lot of my time into football, but guys like Josh and Coach Paul yeah. put a, 
Same. Well, from Paul. I get messages from Paul. <laughs> you know what I mean? Two in the morning. What do you think we did this? What do you think we did that? And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, so those are the, so those are the little things that, like, you don't get when, like, God, I don't know how to say this. Just, so listen, say what you're going to say, and I, I, I always, like, this won't be posted for a couple days because i got to edit it. So okay. say what you want to say. So when, so that's the difference to me as opposed to someone that just willy-nilly volunteers their time because it just, shit. I don't, I don't want to dog, I don't want to dog on anybody. Because yeah. The world needs volunteer coaches. Yeah, absolutely. But the the teams wouldn't be able to function. Yeah, I mean, there's a fundamental difference between people that volunteer to, like, to help out Mm-hmm. And then people that make this their life. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, yeah. I'd like to think with football, you know, for me, I'm kind of, I'm somewhere, like, I love football and it's definitely one of the things I'm passionate about and I put a ton of work into it. I'm kind of in the middle because I'm doing some, I do other things too. You know, I have, I'm passionate about more than one thing and I think that's okay. Um, yeah. But to say, like, Paul and Josh, like, they're, 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 they're people that are just, extraordinary and they're they're beyond expert at their craft you know what i mean they they are they're very good at the craft yeah and the, and, but at the same time they're also really good at taking advice and taking yeah. criticism because absolutely you run into those guys right that just think that they're right for the sake of being right well you i mean nobody is Perfect. You can't no. be right 100% of the time. No. You know, so. And that's that's the affinity of a good leader, right? To be able to take criticism and advice and be able to apply it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, in my opinion, yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, so you said you had questions for me, so just get to it. Hi. So, <laughs> my wife says hi, by the way. Well, what's up? <laughs> um, all right. So. Yeah. As you mentioned at the beginning, yeah. I have a small beer store, right? Yeah. Over at Scotty Fireside Beverage. Um, yeah. I also teach on this, like, there's my main, that's my main source of income, right? Sure. <clears throat> I need to know. Yes. Or actually, I don't need to know, I would like to know. Yes. This $15 minimum, man, like, minimum wage thing yes now i understand in theory why people why people want it that way because you need to have a little wage yeah i and i understand i get that but what i can't seem to wrap my mind around yeah is how businesses like mine Mm -hmm. are supposed to stay afloat if we're if we have a man because so the profit margin on craft beer is not much mm-hmm. it's, it's just yeah, the way it is i'm li- i'm listening so the profit margin on craft beer is, is not much. sure so it it's you know 
on average, let's say it's $15 a four-pack. It's that's pretty much the average, right, mm -hmm. going for a four-pack of craft beer. If I have to hire on somebody for $15 an hour, mm -hmm. I need to make up that money to stay afloat, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. So now I have to take a $15 pack and bump it up to... Sorry, can you, can you say, can you, Zach, can you say that again? You stalled for a okay. second. So I would have to take a $15 four pack. Yeah. Right? And I would have to find, I, I'm going to have to increase the price of that four pack mm -hmm. is what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, I would end up pricing myself out of, like, uh, out of business because mm -hmm. you can buy that same four pack at the group mm -hmm. because there's no middleman, mm -hmm. right? There's no middleman. You that ha you have to you have to make a money to make money to stay in business. I understand. Exactly, and I got, yeah. and I have, I obviously have employees, right? Yes, right. I, I I guess I guess I don't I, I understand it So can can I can I give you can I, I give you? There's something I'm missing. Can I give you a response and then if it's not adequate or you disagree, just you can tell me, because I'm I'm a I'm a firm believer in. Like, you know what I believe in. I'm not shy about it. Um, I'm a but we're not going to fi fix any of the, any problem or get anywhere in our society unless we talk about it and be willing to, to disagree. So my biggest, I am, a f I am for the $15 an hour minimum wage for the reason is I think that not in a large, now, well, not in a large scale, like, but I think that some of the wealth needs to be restructured. Okay. I think that the, the very rich people, I'm not talking about people who even make $500,000 a year. I'm talking about billionaires and people who make billions of dollars. Okay, they, all the wealth is sucked up to the top, right? So how do you regulate that and how do, how do you fix that so that working people like you run, trying to run your small business get more share of the money? Part of that is a, is a minimum wage, but you raise a good point. You say, um, well, I'm a small business, you know, I, 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 have, I have to pay my employees, I need to stay in business. Um, there needs to be a shift in priority in our general, um, from our federal government and from our governments of general. Instead of, you know, instead of Amazon paying nothing in corporate taxes, nothing in federal taxes, they pay zero in federal income taxes. Do you pay federal income taxes for your business? Every year, baby. Yeah. Corporations like Amazon, Jeff Bezos has a, I don't even know, he has like hundreds of billions of dollars. His company doesn't pay any corporate income taxes. You need to, the, the system needs to be restructured as a whole. The biggest problem with the $15 minimum wage is the one that you just brought up for small businesses, for sure. Um, but the priorities need to be changed from a system, the system as a whole, so that we can get people paying, getting an equitable wage and, um, and still be able to feed the families and small businesses need to um, be able to stay in business while their people have an edible wage. The minimum wage hasn't been raised since 2000 and um, since 2010 and federally. And like, if it kept up with inflation, it'd be like 20 bucks an hour. I'm not saying that should be the minimum wage, but I'm just saying if it kept up with inflation, that's what it would, that's what it would be. So we need, we need to make an adjustment but we have to be willing to able to make adjustments all the way around because if anything with COVID, 
we've learned that small businesses need more help from our government. That's a fact. <laughs> small, and people like Amazon and Netflix should pay federal taxes. And you can maneuver. You Listen, there's a lot of things. It's a complex world, right? You know, there's a lot of things that need to be adjusted and changed so that things are fixed. It's not just a one-thing answer. Biden, Joe Biden says he wants to do the $15 minimum wage with his COVID relief, which is great and all, but he needs to do other things to adjust for that too. He also has some small business help supposed to be coming in his COVID plan as well. So I hope he does because the, cor the corporations are doing fine. Corporations are doing fine throughout the pandemic. Small businesses are not doing fine. Yeah, that's that, I mean, I did I answer your question? Um, kind of. Okay. So what else? I, I just, I just want it, to. I just it's complicated. Understand. It's complicated. It, it's com But when you throw out such a big thing as there should be a fifteen dollar minimum wage, I think there needs to be like some concrete sure solutions to it. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm all for people making a living. Yeah. Like. And being able to live off of what they do mm -hmm. for work. I'm not a, and listen, I have friends that mm -hmm. are work, 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 I know. grind, 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 and the grind will get you where you need to go. Yeah. I believe in grinding. Sure. I mean, I've, I've worked through jobs for a, for yeah, a me long too. time. There is grinding. But I also, but I also believe that. You're not put here yeah. to grind your life away, right? I mean, you're you're put here to to do good and put yeah. good back into right. I think what I've put I've, good put good vibes out, and you'll get good vibes back. And just by grinding, 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 you're you're. I mean, so 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 so. Well, well, let me off. shift. The the worry is always the worry, right? That people are going to be lazy, right? Because they're making more money or there are going to be more people mooching off the system, right? That's always the worry. Or, but, um, you know, it's, so you want to grind and you want to work hard to get, to get better. Um, and you want, you, like, but the, from a social services perspective, the human body is not, per, like, it's not, it, you can't just grind, grind, grind all the time and live, a great like I'm talking no no breaks ever no vacation no like any recreation like your your body will break down at a certain point whatever happens your way you'll have a heart attack you'll like and what's happening I think in America America right now is that so you got some people who are working really hard 60 70 80 hours a week and then they see you know that somebody has somebody has disability and I actually you know somebody that works with people special um, needs. I can't stand when people try to mooch the system and use and um, say they have a disability that they don't have because that that disrespects the entire system. But I'm an advocate for those systems because I know if the majority of those systems were taken away, like it would be bad. Like cutting Medicaid would be let's that funds everything I do social services wise. So like um, so there needs to be a a better a better balance. Um, and there's going to be a shift in priorities. I can I can get behind the shift in priorities. Right? I think I get that. I so my my big thing is so 
you know the story behind Jeff Bezos, right? The garage thing. Yeah, I know. One person. I know, I know. And he just happens to be the unicorn, one of the unicorns. It's not just him. That hit big. Not, yeah, that's true. Not just him. Yeah. But we're, we're just using Jeff Bezos. Yeah, he's just the example that I use. He's, he's just the example. Right. But, now I agree he should... If I have to pay taxes and everybody else around me have to pay taxes, I believe everybody should have to pay taxes, yeah. right? I do not believe in trickle-down effect. I think that's a load of garbage. It's bullshit. <laughs> but I also don't think that we need to tax Jeff Bezos more than we tax other people. That seems that seems to me that it, that's kind of goes against my theory of the American dream, right? I mean, the American dream is to, that, uh, that's kind of what we were talking about, right? I mean, we are a nation where if you come, yeah. there is possibility. And if you work and you happen to find a hole in the market and you fill that hole in the market and you work, 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 at some point it'll pay off. And when it pays off, hopefully for Jeff, I mean, if you're Jeff Bezos, it pays off in yeah. spades, right? Most people don't even need spades. They just need yeah. one spade, right? I just, I, I think that kind of kills the theory of the American dream if you tax somebody more so, than other people. So here's here, here's my rebuttal to that. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, so Jeff Bezos has billions, billions of dollars, and... We have the top, the top one percent. You know, when when Bernie Sanders walks around wagging his finger and telling you the top one percent owns more wealth than the bottom ninety percent, like that's true, it is, and it's it, it is a flux a fluctuation of uh for wealth. I think, you know, someone for me, I I I think rich people should still be rich. I just think if you make like for example, one of the policies is so your first ten million dollars, ten million dollars, that's a lot of money get taxed at at the regular rate the, and this is just an idea and then the, everything above the 10 million dollars not the whole 10 million but anything you make above the 10 million dollars gets taxed higher and um you know i i, I really think i but we we you know we have problems in this country where you know like is it right for somebody to amass that much wealth and have and then have five hundred thousand homeless people in the country? Like I, and my. But also, is it that? But is it that person's problem that they amass that amount of money by working and doing their job? That that, that there's that much homeless people. But they're also. I, I get what you're saying. They they, they also rely. On, Bezos also relies on workers too, right? He didn't do it by himself. He's got work. He's got workers that he just started paying more when he was pushed to. So like so yeah, so that's that's what I'm that's where I'm coming and I'm, this is just my opinion. You're welcome to disagree, but I I think you should you you should be you you have some rights, you know, as a human being. That includes, you know, a, a bed to sleep in, food to eat, health care if you get sick. And like, I'm not talking about a big house or a car or anything. I'm just talking about like, I don't think anybody should be homeless. And when somebody has that much money and there's 500,000 homeless people in the country, I think we have a problem. That's just, that's why my beliefs are what they are. And, <laughs> and I want to be very clear that yeah. I also believe that there's a massive homeless. There's also a massive, 
which I, I just actually started reading about this and watching documentary. I'm a big documentary guy. Yep. Like a couple months ago, there's a massive amount of veterans that are homeless. It's fucked which, up. Which is wild. It's crazy, man. That 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 is a thing. Like you can yeah. send somebody over to war, and then they can come. We die for the cause. Right. The, which is. Which I mean, my grandfather did seventeen and a half years in the mm-hmm. United States Army. That that he he that's my dude, right? Right. I mean, that guy is a hero to me, right? It I, it would break my heart if I knew my grandfather put in that much time only to come back and not have anything, mm-hmm. right? So, but this, but I say that to say this, right? On the other side, if you work for Jeff Bezos. You're also you're not a tree. But you're not a what? Sorry, I missed that. You're not a you're not a tree, right? Right. Like you're you can get up and then quit and go find or find a new job and then quit, right? Mm. That's the beauty of America. This isn't Well, I mean, to be honest, that's what I did. I didn't like my job, I quit, went did something else and went to school. I mean, that's I mean, I I did that. So, obviously that's a that's a that's a thing. I don't know. I just what I should get some credit for that one. Well, and Mimi helped. Excuse me, I took it in the first place. We're doing the first place. But where I come come from is just like, I want to see people succeed, and I think you have a healthier society when you have more people trying to to flourish. And I think we have a problem in this, in a, in... Not just, this, but I think it's really relevant here in this country. It's problems every, every, everywhere in the world. We have this dis- despair, right? You know, people aren't fulfilled. That they, they don't feel like they're living fulfilling lives. Um, they're working hard, and they um, don't have enough money to put food on the table for their children. Um, you know, their children have anxiety and depression because they grow up living in trauma, and then and then they and then they develop behaviors that makes them. Um, be ostracized and stuff. These are all real problems, and I think, um, <laughs> and I think, you know, with where I'm coming from with income and wealth inequality, it's not going to solve all the problems to for to tax somebody like Jeff Bezos a little bit more or somebody who has millions and billions of dollars more. Um, it's not going to hurt them, but it might help the single mom on food stamps and those those people trying to get by. I mean, you know, um, every. You know, and that's just kind of where where I come from on it. I look at the world in a holistic perspective. I don't think that um, my myself can do anything on my own um, because any well, not anything on my own. That's not the right, but anything like with circum circumstance. You know, anything with importance. You can't. You always have to have a team, and you always have to have a system of people. Um, and essentially, we're just systems trying to work together. Um, I think the fact that I think the fact that we let people go. You know, one of the things I'm really mad, I think the fact that we let people get, you know, get um, sick and not be able to afford their medicines wrong. And and I think the fact that people get, they, they get their health care, they get health care, but they end up bankrupt because they got cancer and they got crappy insurance. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't happen in every country around the world. And it's because they have systems are different. I can, I, I 100% say what you're saying. I, yeah. I, I get it, and I'm not sitting here saying that I have the answer because God, I'm, I'm a dumb. I'm a I understand. Dumb. I understand what you're saying too, Zach. And I want to, and I want to get more conservatives, people who are. Cons- I don't. I honestly hate labels to begin with. I just like to have ideas and conversations and talk about issues that are affecting people. 
Um, I honestly don't like the political spectrum at all, like left, right. Like, let's just talk about the issues and how they're affecting people's lives. Um, but I want to get people on here in my podcast that dis- might disagree with me a little bit and stuff. I just don't want it to get nasty. I don't want it, like, yeah, my. Listen, man, I, I, I don't. I, I get worried about, like, if, if it's like, if, they, if, I, if people get name calling and stuff like that, then I, it's, I'm shutting it down. It's over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no point. Yeah, that's just counterproductive at that point. I, I do. Uh, I uh, so I line. Again, I, I also don't like labels. Yeah. I'm a little bit. I lean more. You're probably more in the middle than me, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 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 just and, and just because I believe that experiences. Maybe I don't think this way if I have a different life experience. Yeah. I think experiences like. Well, you know, nine, I think nine, part nine, of the nine. reason, let me just say one thing, part of the reason you institute why my beliefs are the way they are is because I work with special needs kids and I do home visits and I've studied about it and like, I've seen what it's like when a family's like, you know, they look to you and you're like, their only glimmer of hope and you want to help them and you can only give them a little bit of help. You wish you could give them more, but you, you don't, you can't. So I've had those experiences and I think that it definitely affects my views. Yeah, I mean, and as a as a teacher, man, I see some, some. I mean, some of these kids have been put through, right? Things that I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy, right? Yeah. I just, so I, I believe deep down that there's a middle ground somewhere with something where we can give that help, but also not tax somebody into submission. All right. Life, uh, I'm. Not wanting to chase the dream anymore because, dude, I'll be honest with you, this this beer store thing was like a dream. So, I mean, but it's a pain, right? It's it's a pain, but I'll, I'll tell you. So, I started the store by selling beer out of my car. So, oh, really? I didn't realize that. So what? So what I what I found was I. So I have to kind of preface this story a little bit, okay? Mm. So I went into Leo's market in town, and I was standing in front of the beer section. And at that point, I was 24, maybe, 23, 24. And I was strictly a Bud Light course like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm standing in front of the craft beer section, and Rob, the, the meat deli guy, was like talking to me about all these different beers. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. He goes to the back and goes, he goes, wait, wait a second. So he goes to the back, comes back out with a can of what's it's called Sip of Sunshine, right? Lawson's. Mm-hmm. It's a yellow, bright yellow can. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at it and being like, what the hell is this, man? This is the craziest looking can I've ever seen. He goes, take that home, drink that, and then I'll see you when you come back. So he was so confident that I was going to like this particular beer that he's like, I'll see you when you come back. Came home, cracked open drank it was like whoa somebody just opened up a, a door to a whole different world yeah right so I, I go back to him the next day i'm like where do i get this and he's like well you can't get it in new hampshire it's only in vermont vermont only and i was like well, it's only vermont why do you mean he goes, he goes through the rigmarole of like telling me these are the you know these are the laws and it can't be brought to new hampshire or whatever I was like, well, how do you get it? He's like, I got a guy that's retired that drives around to these different breweries mm-hmm. and picks his beer up and he brings it back. 
So I, he gives me the guy's number. I get up and so I get a hold of the guy. I go to the guy's house. He sells me a whole four pack. No, and I asked him how is it possible to get more? And he's like, I didn't give you all of this that you want. So one four pack led to a case, which led to two cases, which led to the the first day I ever had possession of five cases of silver sunshine mm-hmm. in my car. And each case is not cheap, right? It's yeah. Not cheap. Like I said. It's around $14, 15 a month. Mm-hmm. So I found, I did the math in my head quickly, that if I sold four out of the five cases, that four of those four packs are free to me, that mm-hmm. I can just keep, right? Mm-hmm. So I make my money back, and then I get these these four four packs for free. And I found that while I was driving around, dropping these off and selling them to my friends, one, I found it was a dirt bag move. Definitely not kosher in the craft beer community to upcharge people for the beer. It's supposed to be like a one-on-one thing that I didn't know. Okay. But I found I found out that like this is a, a thing. So how am I going to get into this particular thing? Then obviously my parents and the campground, and the store that wasn't really being used for much. I, you know, convinced them to let you know take a shot on me. And three years later, here we are with, you know. The store's packed full of good beer, and I can get pretty much any Vermont beer. I mean, pretty much any Vermont beer I can get. But yeah. I, I say that it's like that store is three years on, on like in the actual physical evidence, but it's really like five. Mm-hmm. It's really like a five-year dream of the two years that I spent. Well, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. And I became a, I become I became like obsessed with. It. I became so obsessed. That I actually tried to brew beer with my brothers, which is a whole different topic that we <laughs> time. But but I so I so I kind of like preface this to come all the way back around to like I believe that there's a middle ground where you can tax somebody to help other people who are less fortunate because I'm all about that, right? Some people have a heart, some people have dealt back in, some people make mistakes. Like you need to normalize people making mistakes and atoning for their mistakes and not holding it against them. Right? Yeah. Like, it, it also, yeah, like, it's by, situ- it's by situation, right? You, it, it's, it's by situation, and it's like, man, for the amount of, and I, and I, you know, I am guilty of doing this too when I was younger, like, people make mistakes. That's life. Like, they make decisions. Humans, like, man. Yeah, it's like they make decisions based on the information that they have at the time. Yeah. They make the decision, they do that thing, come to find out, well, that thing leads left, and you end yeah. up in trouble, or you end up, you know, bankrupt, you end up doing whatever it is. Well, now, it's easy to sit back from afar and be like, well, you screwed up. You don't, you know what I mean? You yeah. made this mistake once, you're definitely making it again. Well, no. Probably not because now I have all of this information that I didn't have before. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think we need to normalize that first. Yeah. Normalize people making mistakes and allowing and allowing them to grow from their mistakes. You got to get so yeah. it's a it's a double edged sword, right? You got to get the person to accept they made a mistake. And I think a lot of the reason why you don't get people to accept to make mistakes is because of the anxiety of what's going to happen if they admit it. I think in some well, t- I, and I think I think it's because people chase being perfect too much and they that believe too. in in the premise of you can be perfect or it's been drilled in the head that they can be perfect. 
there's not a single perfect person in this world. Like you can find you can find you can find something you can find something on anybody anybody right you can find something on anybody um that's what i think like asking the question have you been convicted of a felony on a job application is like a bit a bit hamstrings right especially if you've been to jail and served your term and you're trying to like do better and then it's like, well, fuck, I can't get a job because I don't have, because I, I got a felony and nobody will hire me. So might as well go yeah. do drugs again. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I don't even necessarily think it's, like, it's do drugs, but it's definitely... It's, it's I'm just using that road. as an example because I've seen that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a harder road for sure, man. Like, yeah. you're limited to now, you're only limited to a certain amount of work. and I don't know. I, I just, I think, again... I believe that there's a middle ground for it of being able to help people that need the help, but allowing the American so, dream to stay alive so and not overtaxing people. Because I, I'm also, uh, so I, like I said, I'm into documentaries and history and all that stuff. Like, if you believe that we fled England to come here to get out from underneath tyranny, I also Please think, then go back. and this Please is my, this back. is my, I think, um, so with, so we're, we're supposed to, our big thing is we're the free, freedom, right? That's our, that's our, you know, big, so I don't think, and this is why our, where it ties in for me, and again, you're welcome to disagree, I don't think you can have freedom without economic freedom. You know what, I, do you know what I mean by economic freedom? The, the, like, the word, how, how free are you if you're worried about how much your prescription drugs are going to cost or paying the mortgage or um paying your health insurance bills and, and, and things like that so um i think you can't achieve full freedom until you also have economic freedom um and there's we just gonna figure out how to do that to be completely honest you know i want to find middle ground so bad and i'm hoping i know this kind of i'm hoping trump being gone will help honestly um because i'm not gonna focus like nobody we shouldn't focus on him anymore we should just focus on talking to each other and about the issues and he was such a polarizing figure for everybody um <clears throat> i'm hoping that him that that at least lowers the temperature of the conversation you know what i mean yeah yeah I mean, and i think this is i think this is a point where we need to get as like as humans being able to talk things out and work things through without getting upset one way or another and i'm not saying one side is more upset than the they other they both do it they both both sides listen i you, you i listen obviously with me i have a connection to one of the sides but i get in arguments with people on that side all the time about shit like freaking out over small things like and you know like focusing on small small little issues and crying about stuff that they shouldn't be talking about right now you know you should it, it because somebody got called somebody called you a name on twitter or something you know like you know it, we gotta we gotta focus on the bigger issues and what's really important to to our society and um you know social media is a big part of it now unfortunately and a big part of the rise to trump was because of uh social media i think as well because people can just post whatever they want no matter no matter um and and that's and that's freedom of speech, but you can, they, somebody can post something from QAnon and say it's different than something that a scientist said, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, I mean, I don't know much. I, I don't really know much about that world per se. I just know that I, I read this. I read this thing. I think it was a meme or something I saw somewhere that was like, what if I were to tell you that the left side and the right side were both part of the same bird? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are we, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, what? That's why I hate the spectrum. I was like, because you can just label somebody, oh, you're so far left, oh, you're so far right, you know. Let's just talk about what, what are you worried about? When, when I go... When I go knock on people's doors for stuff, like when I do that, I, that's my first question. Like, what's your biggest issue? What What are you worried about? You know, because everybody, it seems like everybody's got a problem right now. You know, I mean, everybody's fighting through something. You know, or every, yeah, it just, it's just, it's just rough out there, right? You know, it's all, it's always been rough, but I feel like we're at a point right now where we, it's really rough, and we have one, one way we can go to try to fix it, or we're just going to continue in the road that we're going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a definitely a weird time, definitely a hard time, definitely something that I hope gets better. I'm, I'm tired of living. I also saw another meme. It was like, if we could not live through a life changing event every day, that yeah, we could just have a normal day. And if you know, like, not everything just like wearing a mask t- shouldn't be like a political statement. You know, like we've it's a it's a COVID pandemic. Like, you know, it's a serious. Yeah. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> it shouldn't be a political statement. All right, we won't touch that one. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have the right to not talk about any um, issue you want. What are your um, shifting gears? What are your uh, predictions for this weekend for football? Because I wanted to talk to you about the NFL playoffs too. That was the one other thing. Man, I mean, good games all around. I think. I think Kansas City does their thing. I think. Is is Mahomes playing though? Yeah, uh, dude. Anybody that says Mahomes is to go into protocol, he didn't. Like, I'm gonna tell yeah, you that he didn't look like he had a concussion when he no, went. That was dumb, man. I mean, yeah. That's, and, and I'm not again. I don't want to get attacked. You don't care about CTE. No. It's like that's not the case. No. No. It's like if he was stiff board right. on the ground, unconscious, I'd be like, okay, well, see. So know. I look at but his that's head. That's why the NFL has protocols, man. Yeah. Like, because not every situation is the same. It's, I, it's, it's odd to me watching people come out of the woodwork and be like, oh, no way Mahomes can play. No, like, you don't, you're not Patrick Mahomes. You don't know where he is in the protocol. You're not, you're not and they have though. protocols. And also, I would like to add this. I was watching the game when it happened. And I always watch when football players go down, I watch their head to see if it, does, if it jerks. And, it's, and his didn't do that. So that's honestly because if – if you you know you know we know what I'm talking about. If your head hits the ground and it jerks back forward and goes forward really fast, you know you probably have a concussion. His didn't do that, and he looked yeah. he looked like he might have got his wind knocked out or something. But um, um, well, I, think, I think he got his belt. Yeah, sure. but um, he but it's a different game if he doesn't play, right? Like, uh, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe that. That defense is a lot better than people give credit for. I mean, Tyreek Hill's faster than any safety he that Buffalo has. That's for damn sure. Although, yeah. but you can't sleep on Josh Allen and, and, and Diggs, man. I mean, they no. They've been killing. I mean, the whole Buffalo team. I mean, that that dude. They're good, team, man. They're good. That whole Buffalo oh, defense, defense last week played phenomenal. They they you know? did. Go Bills. Um, but I still think though. 
I still think that um, Green Bay. I still think Green Bay is going to beat the Christ out of Tampa Bay. So you you're going with Green you're going with Green Bay and um, Kansas City. So I'm torn with the I'm torn with the Green Bay Tampa game, honestly, man. Like I'm not. You're not. So I made a bet at the beginning of the year with Nate Duford, and yeah. I love that I get to call him out on this. He told me, and I don't care what he says, he told me, looked me dead in my face, and said that there's no way Tampa Bay has a better record than New England. And this was so this was Oh man pre- this was pre-Antonio Brown. Right. This was pre-Gronk coming back, I believe. This was pre... This was pre, like... Was it pre-Brady? Or Cam Newton. So he was dead set yeah. that Bill Belichick was going to coach the Patriots to a better record than Tampa Bay. And I was like, listen, man. You can only I'm do so much. Huge, I'm not a huge, like, conspiracy theorist, per se. But I do believe that the NFL cares about ratings. Of course. Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. How they make their money? Where the Super Bowl is going to be. Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, winning the Super Bowl, bringing back Rome, bringing back Antonio Brown. Like it's just set up for good TV, especially in a year where like attendance is like zero across the board because of COVID. Uh, Well, yeah. Guys are opting out, and this again, this was also prior to basically the entire New England defense opting out right playing with second and third string right but but i i was stead I, I will stand by this statement bill belichick is not the one out there throwing the football bill belichick no. is not the one out there catching the football you can only do so, so much as a coach you can only do so much as a coach yeah. and that was proven with cam newton yeah. and i also believe that had josh mcdaniels not been so conservative and ran ran basically options with Cam the entire year. Yeah. That maybe they're a little bit better, but I also believe that Bill knew Tom Brady leaving, Cam is a filler. I don't believe Stidham is the guy. No. If he was the guy, they wouldn't have brought in Cam. Yeah. I believe Bill was like, we're just going to get through this year. We'll find a way to either draft a quarterback or go after a quarterback like a staffer. What about Deshaun Watson? Don't you you hush your mouth on Sean Watson because Miami needs to go after Deshaun Watson. Oh man! Again, if 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 if, if I was looking like like well, the, my team, the Cowboys, need to sign Dak. But if I was a team looking for a quarterback right now, that's who I'd want. You want Dak? No, I want Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So Paul and I had yeah. this uh, disagreement, and it far. It was far before the draft. My stance has always been and always will be that Alabama has not produced an NFL-worthy quarterback in decades. Literal decades they haven't produced a quarterback. And I stand by that. Tua is no different. Now, does Miami need to take Tua when they take him in the draft? Yes. I believe that they have to. Everybody can see say Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert. I get it. I understand. NFL teams miss out on players all the time. Mm. But at that point, Tua, before the hip injury, was a Heisman Trophy candidate, was projected top three, right, was was really going to go first overall, right? If he doesn't get hurt, Mm -hmm. he gets hurt, he falls, you you have to take that shot. Mm -hmm. I get it. 
Did I like it? No, because I'm a believer that Alabama produces zero productive quarterbacks. And it's the, and it's the same with like the same can be said from for run first quarterbacks, which I firmly believe that Tua's best game is when he's on the run. Yep. Tua being able to move the pocket and it's it's like Kyler he's like a poor I don't want to say poor man's kind of because he's only had one year, right? Right. And the one year was with a trash wide receiver core. Devontae Parker was is back to Devontae Parker being hurt every every other week, mm-hmm. right? Preston Williams, who's like the unicorn of the, the free agent pickup two years ago, tears ACL, gets hurt. He's running with guys like Jakeem Grant, who's like 5'2", who I personally do not like. I wish the Dolphins would release him. And I'd be fine with that. Matt Collins, who's dropping 10 yard outs where the ball's hitting him dead in the hands. He's running, having to go two tight end sets. Gesicki, although, Gesicki, did, he did not throw the ball to, he does, bleh, he does not push the ball down the field nearly enough. Now, you can look at Shane Gailey and be like, maybe it's Gailey's play calls. Yeah. Why he's throwing quick outs. Yeah. Maybe, but that's not why he brought him to Miami. You brought him to Miami to be the guy. You have to pop the reach on him and see if he's that guy. Mm-hmm. Because what does Ryan Fitzpatrick do when they ultimately – so Fitz goes – I think Fitz only loses like two or – I think it's like two games, three games, whatever, before the bye. Then they make the switch to Tua. Then, then they're flip-flopping back and forth, like letting Tua start, but then bringing Fitz in to come in and win games. Well, that does nothing but – to rattle his confidence. Absolutely. And cause dysfunction within the team. Yeah, like, you can't, why don't you just let Tua make the mistakes and live and die with your decision? I think it's because they were trying to get to the playoffs, they were trying to prove to everybody that they had taken the next step as a team, which, I mean, in any other year, if you're not playing that division with the Bill, you know what I mean, with all those stacked teams, I think the NFC, what was it, the NFC or whatever, was had a team in the playoffs that didn't have a winning record. Yeah, it was uh, was Washington. I think it was Washington. Yeah. 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 It, it's like if, if they're in another division, they probably make the playoffs, right? But they don't. And as they get the beat, the, the brakes beat off them by Buffalo. Josh mm-hmm. Allen threw for like 400 yards that game. Stephon Diggs lit them up. And then Indy did their thing. They handled business. Like, everybody handled business that last week except for Miami. And it was, and it was, and it was not good. But I stand by the fact that Tua is not the lead quarterback. Tua is not the NFL. So you want, the, you want them to trade him for Deshaun Watson? I want Miami to do whatever they need to do, whether it's take Tua and Parker and Picks and trade him to Houston yeah. or find a way to move up from three to one or two, which they probably won't be able to get. Now, like, Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Now, New York is the wild card, right? Because Sam Donald hasn't been there but a minute. Right. right? And he had Adam Gase as his head coach. Oh. Adam Gase is the biggest fraud in all of them. I know he is. He's the biggest fraud in all of How that guy has a job. I can't. You know, I, mean, I, I thought all he I, just had an interview. All I remember. All I can remember is watching him come out in a uh, in a 4-4 against like a double wing. He would be like sitting a four he was sitting like a four when he would when he would face like a uh, when he would face a um like a, a tight formation or something with um you know 
Like I've say, I I saw him do that like several different times. Yeah, I mean, and I had to suffer for four years with Adam Gase as my head coach, man, and he was on Like, look at what he did to Tannehill, man. Like, yeah. like not saying that Tannehill is like, like the guy. I wasn't a huge fan of that pick in general, but Miami has gone through so long of not having quarterbacks. You have to take a shot. You take the converted wide receiver. Quarterback, I'm not necessarily a big fan of that, but it is what it is. He gets Tannehill. They essentially just go 500 because that's what Miami does. They all just go 500. They're <laughs> mediocre. This guy has the gall to sit Devontae Parker for essentially a whole year, right? Who's hands down the best wide receiver on that team when he's healthy. When he's healthy, he's hands down the best wide receiver, mm-hmm. right? So I watched Adam Gase literally just go 500 with my team for four years. So when he went to, to New York, I was elated. I was like, the Giants are going to be an absolute dumpster fire of a team. And then, what does the guy do? He has a chance of getting Trevor Lawrence with one. He's an idiot. Yeah. And wins two games. <laughs> what are you doing? The cost of his job. You have to tank, brother. You're going to commit to tanking. Tank. Yeah. Tank. Sell your assets. And I tank. agree. I agree. I agree. Like, there's, look, Jacksonville, I'm sure, if I'm the Jacksonville owner, I'm sending a bottle of champagne Every day for a year to Adam Gates after I draft Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick. Now, is it possible Trevor Lawrence can get picked and be a dub? Yes. Ryan Leaf is a prime example yeah. of that, right? Ryan Jamarcus Leaf, Russell. Lawrence was be the dude. Now he's like a goat hunter in the hills of California. Like those, but but that brings me back to the two of it, right? Yeah. You can hit and get Justin Herbert, or you can get Duds and have Tuas, mm-hmm. right? But you have to take a shot. I, I I hate, and I hated when Miami did it, where they would pass up good quarterbacks to take a line, to take a defensive tackle, to take a linebacker. Like I remember the year we signed. We I remember the year we spent. It must have been over a hundred million in contracts on, on just the defense, and I'm like, the the defense is not going to win us championships. Need to score points too. Yeah. You know, you gotta yeah, you gotta score, right? Yeah. I mean, and so I'm also a believer that Miami should have drafted Jake Fromm. And I'm I'm so I need to preface this. I I was a big Jake Fromm guy. Yeah. I still am a believer that Jake Fromm is a starter in the NFL. We'll never know that now because he's in Buffalo and Josh Allen is a superstar. So he's just gonna back up Barkley as a third string quarterback. But like he slid all the way to the fifth round or something, the fourth or fifth round. So why are you not drafting him when you see when you're seeing your butt? Like draft two quarterbacks. Right. Like I'm I'm not opposed to taking the number three pick this year and yeah. spending it on a quarterback. Like if Fields falls to two and in New York does a New York thing and they draft that offensive tackle out of Oregon, take Fields at three. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to that. Well like just break keep getting guys there. Or go out and get a Deshaun Watson, right? Mm-hmm. Like that would be ideal. Deshaun Watson would be number one. Drafting Fields would be number two. Or going out and getting a guy like Stafford, who's a little old, go push. Or even re-signing Fitz and just letting him go and then trying to draft another quarterback next year. But two is not the answer, man. Two is not the answer. So, so what's your pick to win the Super Bowl? Who's your pick to win the Super Bowl, Zach? Uh, 
Well, that, I mean, that depends. Patrick Mahomes healthy? Uh, he's, say, yeah, he's healthy. Say he, he's healthy. Then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, can't, can't fit. Yeah. What if he's not healthy? Is it Green Bay? Huh? Is it if he's not healthy? Is it Green Bay? I think Green Bay. I think Green Bay makes it a, a fight whether he's healthy or not. Yeah. See, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are just. I mean, you saw what Devontae Adams did to the entire Rams segment. I mean, he put Ramsey on skates, dude. I mean, he was losing Ramsey on first steps. I know. I wish. I wish some of our players would watch Devontae Adams. I wish some of our well, players would watch football on TV. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wish they would watch football too, but specifically watching him on routes is like a thing of beauty, too. Just the yeah. separation he gets, having the wherewithal to know where the sideline is, and a little bit of that is like, those routes are good, but if you don't have a quarterback that can give you the ball, right. you're going you're gonna to suck, right? So, no, so, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the first battle Hall of Fame. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. There's no debate. But I think, I think a healthy Patty Mahomes and that whole Cincinnati, I think Cincinnati just has something that's going to work until they have to re-sign a bunch of guys and they don't have the money to do it because they gave Patrick Mahomes like $400 million. Yeah. <laughs> $500 million. Talk about well, talk five hundred million. Talk about somebody who should be paying more in taxes. Well, <laughs> but I, I, but but there and again, like if Patty Mahomes played in Miami, there's no state income tax on that money. Right. He gets more of that money. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So I, Zach, I, I usually I, I usually keep these to an hour, and then we've been on for an hour and four. Yeah. So um, yeah, right. yeah, podcasts fly by, but we should do it again though. Like I have people on multiple times, we can. I feel like we have more to talk about, well, sports wise and just every and life wise. So uh, we should definitely do it again. We can talk about when sometime um, if you're down. All right, all right, Zach. Thank you for thank you for coming on, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Hey, hey, is um that that phone number that's in the group chat? That's your number. What do you mean? Hold on.